Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone, it's great to be here with you and one of these days we'll actually get to be with you and that'll be cool too. So, soul health. I prepared my 20 minutes, 21 actually, and, uh, and then God tapped me on the shoulder and said, you need to be a little bit honest here. So, here we go. Start with a bit of honesty. Um, so, once upon a time, I battled depression and anxiety, and then I had a God encounter and was totally healed, instantly set free, and lived happily ever after. Uh, wrong. Okay, the truth is I have battled depression and anxiety, um, probably about four times particularly that were pretty bad, and my mind was definitely not my friend. And even when I prayed, desperately prayed, it felt like God was somewhere else, definitely not in my world. And that's when those thoughts come in, and some of you want to know what I'm talking about, those thoughts like, you're not good enough. You're not a proper Christian. If you were a Christian, you wouldn't be going through this. You'll always be like this. God's going to disqualify you. He won't use you. Well, the good news is that God has always come through. And he's brought increasing freedom around my life. He's healed stuff. He's shown me stuff I need to work on. And he's highlighted tools to do that. And at the same time, that's enabled me to help other people. But most important of all, and this is what I really want you to know, is that through those times when we come out the other end and we find God still loves us, it is an encounter with his grace, an experience with his grace, a knowing that imparts something deep inside of us. You see, God never disqualified me, and I don't think he's going to either. In the midst of all of this, these different seasons over decades of my life, God still trusted me to lead a church and to have a place of influence in our movement, New Life Movement. And not only that, he then sent me overseas to minister, and it's amazing when I think about this. You know, from a little um, church in Fiji, an Indian church, to um, an African church in Brussels, and from a little church on the outskirts of Paris, to a big church on the Gold Coast. From speaking to, ministering to pastors in Romania, up in the Transylvanian mountains at a camp, to sitting with a group of Uyghurs in their home in deepest China. So, and then none of that's to boast. I've got nothing to boast about. Um, It's totally the grace of God. And that's what I want you to know The grace of God in your situation, whether you're going through something, whether you've been through something in the past, God will not ever disqualify you. Have a look at this little picture I found recently on Facebook. Sometimes, this is life speaking, I like to drop random darkness and pain on people just to mess with them. You see there the guys beginning to poke at it. Life responds, hey, stop making art out of that. And that's really the goal. That hidden in the stuff of life that is thrown at us are these heaven-sent opportunities, possibilities, victories, 
even ministries. But they're not usually the first thing we think about. And if that stuff of life comes pile after pile, and maybe you felt like that in this season with lockdown on top of everything else, that is when we can start to lose hope. And the thing is that when we lose hope, we lose a lot of other things too. We lose perspective, we lose joy, we lose any sense of God's presence, we can lose motivation, we lose creativity, we lose physical health even, and possibly lose the will to live. But Proverbs 13.12 says this, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Or we could reword that, hope lost or taken makes the soul sick. So the challenge is to not allow our current struggles to steal our hope and define our life in those seasons. Because in those seasons, it feels like it's over, but your story isn't over. You're actually in the middle of a chapter. And the thing is, don't try and interpret your life when you're in the middle of a chapter. God has got a great ending for every one of us. But he needs our cooperation. I read this recently. No one can defeat or lift discouragement off you that you won't fight against. Let me say that again. No one can lift defeat or discouragement off you that you won't fight against. You see, even God can be limited by what or who we come into agreement with. 3 John 2, and Glenn mentioned this earlier, I pray that you would be in health and prosper in all things, even as your soul prospers. So we can see from that scripture, God wants us to have a prosperous soul. Or another word we could use for another term is psychological well-being. Now don't freak out. Start by agreeing that a prosperous soul is for you. That's our starting place. And this whole thing on soul health is multifaceted. And part of it is that there's actually a God-created chemical side to our soul health. Richard Black, for those of you that heard him during the week, he said that every thought is a chemical and brain structure is changed by chemicals. And I've read that before um, in an article by, by a doctor. And it backed up by scripture. Romans 12, 2. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. <clears throat> or we could say, be transformed by the renewing of your thoughts. Or we could say, be transformed by the renewing of your brain structure. God said, take captive every thought and make it obedient. Why? Because he knows there's chemicals attached to those thoughts and they can take us a good way or a bad way. God made us with those chemicals, those hormones, those enzymes, those neurotransmitters, all that stuff. And in amongst them, he put a couple that do this. Adrenaline and cortisol. Now what adrenaline does is, in a um, situation where we've got to act real quick, it pumps 
our body full of a chemical that alerts us for action and prepares us sometimes to do things that are superhuman, superhuman strength. At the same time, cortisol can be released, is released into our system, and that's like an alarm going off. Now, I was thinking of um, down at our church at the moment, they've been altering the alarm system, and for some of the staff, they've gone down and triggered the alarm accidentally because it's not working properly, and the alarm goes off, and it is... It just pushes all the stuff through your body, pushes stress through, and if it stays on long enough, panic can happen. Anxiety attacks can happen. So remember these dudes. These are the ones that we don't want too much of. They're really helpful at the right time. A, C, adrenaline, cortisol. Think of um, electricity because that's what it's like, alternating current going through your body. But there's also these other hormones that God has designed. And there's this little happy little foursome that live in our bodies, the happy hormones. Now, they are not strictly just doing the happy hormone thing. They do lots of other things apart from creating happiness. They help regulate our body and stuff. But the thing is that if we have low levels of these happy hormones, then that's associated with certain physical conditions, but also mental, emotional health conditions like depression, anxiety, poor memory, stuff like that. Now, researchers are increasingly discovering what these, remember, God-created chemicals, what these things are doing in and through our body. And what amazes me as I look at this is the correlation between what they're discovering and what God has said in his word all along, all these principles for our well-being. So let's have a look. So tip one, I'm going to give you three tips today. Tip one is to boost happy hormones. So let's introduce them. Dopamine. D-O-S-E, we know them as, dose. We want a dose of these good guys. So the first one is dopamine. And I've got here a little award that was given to my mother in 1959. That's because I didn't have any cups myself. And after I had to clean this one, I was glad I didn't have any. But anyway, it's the reward hormone. It rewards you with a surge of pleasure when you achieve something and uh, or when you experience something good. So we'll leave that little fella down there. Um, and it rewards you with pleasure even when you are maybe thinking about experiencing something good. So if it's a really hot day and you're thinking about having an ice cream, dopamine comes into your system, even just thinking about it. Now, it's also the habit former. So this is where we've got to be a little bit careful with this dude. Because... It will cause the brain to think, oh, that felt good. Let's do it again, which is not so good if you're into some unhelpful habits. So it can generate highly addictive habits like gambling and shopping and coffee and uh, computer games, all sorts of things, including overeating, which I'm sure we wouldn't have done during lockdown. So how do we boost this fella here. Well, set and achieve goals. Have a to-do list and tick things off and then you get that sense of achievement at the end of the day. Exercise. You're going to hear me say this a lot today. Exercise releases several happy hormones. <coughs> Excuse me. 
And that creates a really beneficial effect on the brain. It'll boost mood, boost memory, and help with sleeping. Holidays and traveling, a bit difficult lately, but holidays and traveling, the brain loves seeing and experiencing new things, and it gives you this rush of dopamine, pleasure. So even they say planning for a holiday can give you dopamine, so maybe that's the stage we're all in at the moment. Learn something new is another one, and then this one we know regarding music, listening to, or even better, listening to and Dancing to music. So when we get back to our worship later on, make sure you're all on your feet. Okay, the next one is oxytocin. Now this is the love or trust hormone, the cuddle hormone sometimes called. And it's the glue that binds relationships together. We think particularly the bonding of a mother and baby, of a couple or a team. It calms the threat response, reduces this stress response over here, this cortisol one. And it boosts your immune system. So we need lots of that going around our bodies. It helps relieve pain and improves your mood. So we need this guy. How do we get more of it? Time with friends and family. It is released in the presence of other people by touch and eye contact. So when we go into lockdown and we're just doing this stuff on Zoom, oxytocin doesn't flow. So we can now, and it's great that you're in your groups today. You know, this God created this social dimension, need, inside of us. And we read in Acts 2.46, daily they met together in one another's homes. They shared meals together with joyful hearts. And as we go through scripture, we can see scriptures like, don't forsake meeting together. And then there's all the one another's in the New Testament, about 59 of them. Love one another, serve one another, care for one another, be kind to one another, forgive one another. And on they go. That social dimension that releases oxytocin, apart from all the other things that it does. Another way to get oxytocin, and this is a fun way, laugh. Just laugh. And, uh, you know, scientists are discovering this and proving it. But thousands of years ago, in Proverbs, it says, a joyful heart is a good medicine. God told us that a long time ago. Hugs and massage are a great way to get that oxytocin flying, just not the kind of massage I had in Cambodia. And if you can't find a person, pat an animal. All right, so that's that one. Now, here's another fun one. This is one I like. Serotonin. Now, serotonin helps regulate sleep, appetite, mood, inhibits pain, boosts learning ability. Hands up for those who need some more of it. All right. 95% of it is made in your gut. So be careful what you have for lunch. It's boosted by sunshine, exercise, music, gratitude, and a healthy diet. And all those things are part of what God has told us for our bodies. I was out walking recently, and I've been feeling a bit, a bit down, a bit low. So I went in the sunshine, exercised, and played some music, all three at once. 
and uh, the music I was playing just happened to be come on a song that Glenn has just um, referred to, the scripture from Psalm 23, um, Elevate Worship, Maverick City, on Shall Not Want. And there's a little line in there, My soul's got a shepherd in the valley, I shall not want. And that just went over and over for me and was real blessing. All right, the last one. Some of you are going to groan now. This one, endorphins. And they trigger positive feelings and a release when you do something you enjoy. Top of the list, exercise. Get those endorphins going. Laughter, again. And this one I really like. Dark chocolate releases endorphins so make sure you have that in your pantry always if not eat spicy food because that helps too may not help your partner but anyway all right so that's tip one tip two reduce worry and rumination you know um jane davis from the flourishing institute says this is a christchurch based thing your psychological well-being depends less on the things that happen to you and more on the things your brain pays attention to. So be careful what you think. Well, that's probably triggering a few bells for you because 2,000 years ago, in God's word, it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What ruminating on the negative does, it turns on that stress response, gets the alarm bells going, and uh, you end up marinating in these stress hormones And that eventually will lead to increased blood sugar, suppressed immune system, digestive problems, headaches, heart disease, stroke, depression, anxiety, and poor sleep. So you really don't want too much of that going on. Not only that, I don't know if you've heard of these things called telomeres. They're the little caps on your DNA strands in your brain. And uh, those protect the DNA from all leaking out. And what happens is as you age, not that, I'm aging, but as you age, those caps eventually shorten and you die. Now, the good thing is we have this enzyme called telomerase that looks after those things. But the bad news is that chronic stress and worry can stop the flow of that telomerase. Your little telomeres shorten and so does your life. So really is bad news. But what does the Bible say? meditation not rumination so we're there in his worship soaking in his presence listening to his word handing our cares over to him and we end up marinating in peace instead of cortisol and that restores my soul philippians says don't be anxious about anything don't worry about anything but with faith-filled requests tell god what you need And thank him for what he's already done. And you will experience the peace of God which exceeds anything your mind can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. God has got so much in there to help us look after our soul. Here's another one. A little thing. Thought stopping. I want you just to close your eyes right now. And think of something negative, something you're worried about, something you haven't been able to solve. Okay, have you found it? And you're thinking about it with your eyes closed? Stop! Oh, you know what that did? 
it just rewired your brain just like that. It stopped that flow of chemical and jumped you right out of that situation that you were in. And you can do that anytime to yourself. You find your mind drifting down a negative path, just stop. The story doesn't need to go that way. So again, Philippians says, fix your mind on things that are true and honorable, right and pure, lovely and admirable, things that are excellent and worthy of praise. You see, our mind is an incredible storytelling machine. But don't believe every story it tells you. Question it. What are the facts? What does God say? What is the best thing that could happen here? What's most likely to happen? And if the worst does happen, who is there to help me? What's a plan? So that's tip two. Reduce worry and rumination. And finishing on tip three is hunt the good stuff. Now, studies have shown that our brains have this negativity bias, meaning it's much easier for us to see all that's wrong in the world and in our lives and in other people's lives than it is to see what is good and right. And that negativity bias is even worse if you've grown up in a dysfunctional and negative home or if you're feeding on a diet of bad news. What happens is in a toxic environment, your brain actually gets wired to look for the bad things. And then it's really, really hard to see the good. But we need those positive emotions in there because they help undo the impact of stress. They boost your immune system, broaden your perspective, broaden your coping resources and calm down this system here again. And what does the Bible say? Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And then there's other good things it adds in in different places, forgiveness and gratitude. So a couple of things we can do. One is about random acts of kindness. It's been proven that kindness has a hugely positive impact on your health. So whether you are the one doing the kindness or receiving the kindness, it will boost your happy quartet of feel-good hormones, boost your immune system. So practice kindness. Doesn't the Bible tell us that? Over and over. And the other one that scientists are telling us, well, is thankfulness. So there's the three good things exercise you can do with your kids or yourself. At the end of each day, write down three good things from the day. At the end of the week, go through the whole list again. And what it will start to do is rewire the brain. It's not just a good thing to do because it's a good thing to do. It actually will rewire the brain, change those chemicals. And uh, one of the things that, that we do Deb and Glenn, who at staff, every week we start with wins. So we are wiring our brains to go for the positive. Someone said gratitude is a seed and its fruit is joy. And that's what our soul needs. Bill Johnson says this, there's something about the expression of thankfulness that changes our capacity to see and experience what God is doing 
and about to do. And that's powerful. Dr. and Pastor Michael Maiden says this, hope is oxygen to our soul. We will suffocate emotionally without it. He says, in fact, it's impossible to have healthy emotions without hope being present. So we come back to where we started about hope. Hope is what turns our life back on. And hope is birthed out of the love of God. Love creates that environment for hope to flourish. So when you're feeling hopeless, you don't just need a dose of hope. You actually need a fresh encounter with the love of God out of which hope rises up. So what's our three tips? Number one, boost happy hormones. Two, reduce worry and rumination. And three, hunt the good stuff. Now, if you're doing all of that and other things that you know how to do and you're still troubled, your soul is still not doing well, please talk to a trusted friend. Get some prayer. And if you need to, go to a doctor. There may be a physical reason for what you're going through. And maybe see a counsellor. All those things are totally legitimate for, for believers. I used to think that they weren't way back when we didn't have Christian counsellors, but I really encourage you to pursue whatever it takes to get soul health because if your soul is prospering, your whole being will prosper, your family will prosper, your marriage and all the rest of it. So let me finish by praying for you. Father, you are the God of hope. And my prayer today is that you would fill each person with joy and peace as they trust in you so that they would overflow with hope by the power of your Holy Spirit. And God, I thank you that you are for us. You are with us. Whether we can feel it or not, you have said you will never abandon us. You've put people around us to help us and you will always help us to find the treasure amidst the trash. So no matter what life throws, we can make castles out of it. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following us on social media 